Hello, everyone. It's been a little bit. Um, so today's podcast episode, um, I titled it, you know, The Journey to Beauty. And beauty can mean um, whatever, you know, beauty really means to you. But this particular topic to me, um, beauty is kind of this this intertwining of that inner beauty, right, that then is shown on the outside of beauty, right? And if anybody that has spent a significant time around children especially, um, they there's no concept of beauty in a way that as an adult we look at beauty you know um where children think just about everything is beautiful that they are beautiful and you know there's no something looks better than the other anything like that and adults tend to very much compare you know themselves to a standard or what they see or you know anything like that so today this podcast is um kind of about a realization I had um when I was brushing well I was actually like blow dry brushing my oldest hair um and she has this very like thick long um, beautiful hair and she's always getting complimented on it. Um, and I told her like, as I was very like gently, like doing her hair and just telling her like, God, baby, like your hair is just so beautiful. And she said, thank you, mom. You know, like just so gently. And I've noticed that, you know, anytime she receives a compliment, um, about her hair or how she looks. Um, she says, thank you. And again, you know, when you compare children in their very pure innocence, when they receive a compliment or anything, like they are just so receiving of it. And then something happens, you know, as we get older, when someone says something that is beautiful about us, we either, you know, say no, or I don't think so, or we kind of point out what's wrong with a thing or, um, that's being complimented, you know, or we completely dismiss it altogether. And, you know, we don't want to draw attention to that. Um, but in comparison, like to the hair, especially, um, I instantly got kind of like taken back into this space, um, of me when I was her age and kind of growing up, I had, um, a really close friend and her mom would always tell me that I had Indian hair. Um, and, you know, in that sense, she meant like Native American hair, but she'd say Indian hair. And I always knew like she meant the best, you know, by it. Like there was no, like she wasn't making fun of me or anything. Like she genuinely just like has always said my hair is beautiful. Even knowing me now at this age, you know, like she's still, you know, very much like feels that or, you know, I could always see her looking at it when I do see her. But I remember like when she would say it to me, 
I would just cringe and I would just say, oh, I hate that. Or my friend would say, gosh, my mom always says like how beautiful your hair is. And I would just say, I hate it when your mom says that. And she was like, why? You know, like my mom loves it. Like it's not a bad thing. But to me, it was like such a horrible thing for her to say. And then I kind of like started to go back like into why would I have, you know, that reaction? Like where did it stem from? Now I am the only child like from my parents and I have siblings on my dad's side. I have um, two siblings on my mom's side. And for the most part, they are all um, lighter in complexion. And so me, I have always been darker in complexion. And growing up, I really probably wouldn't have thought it to be like a big deal or anything at all. Um, But growing up, that was always like a point of... um, what's the word I want to say of like, it was always pointed out to me, like how dark my skin was, um, in comparison to pretty much everyone in my family. Um, because even like my cousins, um, and my aunt and uncles, like everyone was pretty like fair skinned for the most part, but I, um, I was not. And so, um, I would always be, you know, like told like, oh, you know, Yanni, Yanni is uh, my nickname that family um, calls me and just very, very few close personal friends that I've grown up with. Um, they call me Yanni. They'd be like, oh, Yanni, you know, like you're black or you're so dark or, you know, like there would always be a joke about my dark skin. Um, I would even be called Mowgli. Um growing up and I think too as a little girl like when I would hear Mowgli especially like one that was a little boy two he was always like half naked which even as an adult I'm always half naked um and three there was abandonment you know around Mowgli where um his mom and father were not present you know like he was taken on by like a wolf pack and um my father was not very present, you know, in my childhood, even adulthood. And, um, my mom worked a lot as a single parent, you know, so her presence wasn't, um, always there either. So, um, there was a lot of triggers, you know, within, um, other people's like lightness, um, and you know what their intentions were. I don't really know. Right. But I think, um, what I want to bring in like awareness and kind of guidance with this um, podcast is how we break children down at such a young age in their journey um, to beauty and in their, and what they feel is beautiful. So, you know, in my family and very personal life, um, I would experience this, you know, as long as I could honestly remember um, truly like a lot of my early memories and a lot of my memories stem from kind of like that, um, being made fun of, you know, for my skin color, you know, and then school growing up, you know, I really wouldn't hear it that much. A lot of my friends, um, were Caucasian and, you know, very light skinned. I think I had one other friend, um, who, had dark skin like me and you know I don't know like if she ever like growing up 
you know, experienced anything mm-hmm. like that. But I definitely felt mm-hmm. a lot more comfortable, like, when she joined our friend group. Um, because I it almost felt like, oh, okay, now there's, like, some kind of balance um, in that in that retrospect. And um, so... I think it was probably around my fifth grade year. It's either fifth or sixth grade. Oh my gosh. Maybe it was fifth grade. Um, Fifth grade. There was this book fair. And if anybody remembers like book fairs back in the day, and even now, because I've taken my kids to them, you know, they would have the posters, you know, the big posters of like Lisa Frank or like the kittens or, you know, whatever sports thing was going on. And there was a poster of Michael Jackson and I remember like, oh my God, um, he was kind of, you know, and it was a picture of Michael Jackson when he was younger. So this was um, before his skin had lightened and all of that. And I remember a few of the boys that were kind of like in our friend group, um, they had pointed out and they were like, oh my gosh, it looks like Ileana. She's... She looks like Michael Jackson. And I never understood, you know, why I was kind of like being singled out in that sense. And it broke my heart because then I started like then that's what people called me. People would call me um, Michael Jackson. And oh, my God, it's getting me emotional. And. It was just that, like, that was my name. My name was no longer, like, Ileana. It was Michael, Michael Jackson. Um, if I'd walk by, they'd be like, woohoo. And, like, they would just, they were so awful. And I would try to kind of, like, be fine about it, you know, like, not get upset, not get angry. And then um, sixth grade year came. And so sixth grade things kind of, like, change. Like, your hormones change, like, all of that. You know, you're looking a little bit different and all that. And I feel like the dynamics between boys and girls change a lot. And so I feel like in a way for me to kind of like change the attention to me looking like Michael Jackson and being kind of like called for that, there was a lot of like sexual attention, like starting to kind of like come forth um, with boys and girls in general and so boys would always say like oh show me your boobs or like boobs started to kind of like be a thing um for boys to like kind of notice um and I think I had gone to a birthday party and it was boys and girls there and we were outside I don't know if we were like by the pool or whatever and the boys were kind of like getting the girls like flash them and so I remember kind of like thinking like all right, maybe if I did this, like, that would kind of, like, change gears, right, to um, what they think of me, and maybe they'll think something better of me by looking at my breasts. So I flashed them, and they started this kind of, like, thing where they would say, oh, your boobs are green. And I was like, what? And then it started to become this thing of, like, Ileana's boobs are green, And I would, I remember then going to like another birthday party or like another something where I flashed them again and they're like, yep, they're still green. And I remember like being so self-conscious about my breasts then, like I hated them, like hated them, hated them. 
Mind you, by this point in time, too, I had already experienced um, being molested by my grandfather. Um, So there was a lot of just brokenness with my physical body and self-worth and feeling so violated. Um, And so I remember going into junior high and a lot of those boys um, in this particular group Um, You know, junior high kind of like spreads people out and all that. But I think, you know, one of them was um, getting into a lot of trouble, like towards the end of like our sixth grade year. And so junior high, like he wasn't doing too good as far as that goes. Um, A couple of the others, um, I feel they were um, they were almost trying to kind of like fit in with those boys, too, and kind of like join in the fun of it. Um, I always felt like deep down there wasn't necessarily like they were trying to like be malicious, but definitely that they're, they were trying to fit in. Um, and what do kids really know, right? At that age. So junior high comes along, everything kind of like shifts off that. I do remember my breasts grew like crazy. I went from like a B to a D, um, between like junior high or even like an A to a D, like from junior high to like my sophomore year, like there was major growth, like there was, it was crazy. So I remember having stretch marks on my breasts and um, feeling a certain way about that. Um, and I just remember like always feeling so like ugly about myself, like from my skin to my hair, well, actually to kind of go back a little bit. Um, the reason why I would get so triggered by my friend's mom saying like I had Indian hair was the fact that Mowgli was dark skinned. Usually Native American people are dark complected. Um, and that just kind of like brought it all together, you know? So that was where kind of like my hate for that comment like came from. And I would just totally cringe. Um, and nothing, nothing would ever, like, make it any better. Like, she would try to reference, like, yeah, like, Pocahontas, you know, Pocahontas is so beautiful. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no, like, I'm not hearing it. Um, and, of course, like, she didn't know the ins and outs of the things that were happening at school or at home or anything like that. So, <clears throat> growing up um, and becoming a, a woman... I, I already like was struggling, right? With like my physical appearance, you know, like really comparing myself, like, are my boobs not green anymore? And then I started to actually like, as I had, you know, like boyfriends and like, I would become more like sexually active and all that. Like I wouldn't hear anything about green breasts. I think that was just kind of like a way to um, get me to continue to like flash these little boys, (laughs) um in sixth grade when I was in sixth grade you know so they could continue to kind of see breasts um and fulfill whatever they were trying to get at um but I was very self-conscious and um I remember once like I got into high school especially and everything changed it was like my body was then kind of like glorified in a different way and it kind of like brought in this like negative 
right? This negative energy in the sense of like, okay, well now I know I have this going for me and now I have this going for me and now I can get this attention. Well, that just kind of led into like a snowball of like physical attention that um, wasn't necessary. But I think when, you know, children get so broken down at such a young age, especially for how they look, when someone is giving attention in a positive way, it can create very negative reactions in the sense of like sexual promiscuity. I remember like I would always want my like thong or like G-string showing and all of that mess. Um, and I loved it. I loved that attention because it was so opposite from what I had experienced before that, way before that. So, um, when I stepped into this, like, self-love journey and understanding, like, what self-love was, like, and then having daughters, I have three beautiful daughters, and I am so mindful of how, um, how they speak to each other, um, how they see themselves um and they're they're all different you know um and you know they can and how they look and how they present themselves and you know how they dress and you know honoring each of them and like their unique um styles and energies and looks and all of that you know because one you know will say I want curly hair I want straight hair because the other one has it and you know like that's just kind of like what happens you know when you have a bad hair day, you say, like, I want the complete opposite of something. Um, and in this journey, you know, I feel like because I have these daughters, like, my how I look at myself now and how I feel about myself, like, is really huge on how they see themselves, right? Um now I am 33. Um I have not had any types of like botox or fillers or um any plastic surgery or anything like that. And not that I think anything's wrong with it. It's just um I'm not in a place in my life where um I feel like I need anything like that or even that I want to, you know. Um and for anybody that does, like that's that's perfectly okay with you. You know, everyone can do as they wish with um, with their bodies as they want to. Um, but for me, um, I've noticed that my oldest especially, like, if I've ever mentioned, like, oh, what if I get my lips done? Or what if I do this? Or anything like that? She's like, no, like, don't do that. Like, you're so beautiful, mom. Like, don't, you know, Why? And I think it's so interesting, you know, how she has such an opinion about it or how she feels about it. Um, even when I put my makeup on, um, and sometimes I like to put makeup on just because, but most of the time I don't have a lot of makeup on and I never have been huge on wearing a lot of makeup. Like I love my mascara, my eyeliner and my eyebrows to be done. And then I think I'm having like a bad bitch day, <laughs> you know, like I have always been very simple with, um, how I look 
Um, and a lot of it has been because of my skin complexion. Because I have um, darker skin, I would always get complimented when I would go to like the Clinique counter or um, getting a facial or anything. They'd always say like, oh my gosh, you have such beautiful skin. And I'd be like, really? Like, I thought it was ugly because it's dark. You know, and they're like, no, like if anything, like you can get away with like not wearing makeup because of your complexion. And I would start to kind of like hear things like that and think like, oh, wow, like that's really cool. Um, so my, my oldest, you know, she's always so, um, vocal about any time, like there's a comment about that or, um, if she hears about anyone that's going to have any kind of procedure or anything, like she'll say like, oh my God, but they're so beautiful already or, you know, they, you know, or they're skinny or, you know, whatever. And I just think like, even at her at the age of 11, where, um, life is going to, to change for her. Oh my God. Why am I getting so emotional about this? Life is going to change for her. Um, my, my biggest prayer is that she holds on to, um, not just, um, the love that she has for herself, but also the love and the beauty that she has for, looking at other women and other people, you know, and how she sees them. Um, I feel like I would always see people like that when I was little. And as an adult now, like, I I see that too. I see it in all my friends. I see it in all my clients. I see it in everyone. Like, how uniquely beautiful, like, each person is like in their own way and um this like journey to you know really realizing like how the inner beauty like will radiate to your outer beauty in such a way that cannot cannot be um measured or gosh I feel like expressed you know other than like when someone says they want to change something about themselves you're like no like please don't like you're just so beautiful already as it is and um you know everybody's journey with how they feel about themselves and how they love themselves um is so different you know um their physical appearance. Um, I think right now at my age, I'm starting to see like a lot of um, people around me like wanting to have like, you know, mommy makeovers and all of that. And I think by society's standards, if you were to look at my body like naked, you'd probably say like, oh, you should definitely get a tummy tuck or liposuction or something. You know, I think that if my friends had my body, they would probably like be like clinically depressed you know but at the same time I'm also um someone that I take I do boudoir shoots every single year you know I I've done them last May as a matter of fact I did one like butt naked in the salt river um my body was not at its like where I would like it to be it still isn't um and it's not like something where it's like I'm hanging that over my head but I've learned to really honor my body in its in its many stages and its many forms and um 
So I think now at my age where sometimes I get into these head spins where I'm like, oh my God, should I be like doing this too? Or do I need to be doing this too? Like I have, I know people that are in their twenties, you know, getting Botox. Do I need Botox? And I'm like, I'll be sending like, um, my husband's cousin, she does my facials. Um, shout out to Chanel Aesthetics. Um, I'll be sending her like, you know, videos, like, I don't know, like, and I'm scrunching my face and I'm like, do I need anything like that? Or, you know, like, do I need this product or, you know, what will that create, you know, for, for me? And I'm sure she thinks I'm so crazy most of the time, but, um, you know, then I start to think like, oh shit, like, I think I need to be getting some of this done too. But then I think about it and I'm like, I don't know what that's going to do. Like, is that going to turn into cement in my face when I'm in my 60s and then I'm looking really crazy, you know? Like, I don't know if I want that. Um, so then I start to think about those things and um, I never want to seem like a hypocrite to my daughters either where... I'm telling them, no, they can't do this or they, you know, but then I'm doing it, right? I remember um, one of my friends, she also has three girls and she, um, her natural hair color is darker and it's like a brown, um, like a chocolate brown, I think. And her, she, her hair was blonde at the time and she was really like thinking about going back darker because one of her daughters had said well how come you don't have hair color like us mommy you know like and all that or I don't know if one of them had said like they wanted to change their hair to be like lighter or something and she's like no and then she realized like holy crap like what am I you know what example like am I setting for them or you know anything of that nature and I don't think it's necessarily an example but I think how we talk about ourselves in front of our children in front of other children Um, I remember growing up, um, my mom's mom was very vocal about weight, um, celebrities, people in the family. It was always about if someone was chubby or someone gained weight or they only looked good when they were skinny. Um, for the most part, my parents were not very, um, they didn't necessarily like, um, have anything to do with like the color of my skin ever but both of my parents at different um times in my life had commented on my weight I remember the first time it was my dad and it was kind of around that same time like fourth fifth sixth grade time and I had ordered ice cream at dinner and I very rarely saw my dad and I remember when the ice cream was coming he was going boom boom like it's gonna boom like I'm gonna boom I'm gonna get bigger but he would not say it but he just kept going boom like over and over again and it was just like what the hell like and it stuck with me and then I remember um it was after I think I had miscarried um our first child um I was kind of like in this in-between place of I was starting to gain a little bit weight um, because I was I was pregnant and then I miscarried and then um, nobody knew I was pregnant again 
and I was trying to kind of keep it quiet. And I remember my mom said something to the extent of like, if you start to lose weight, like I'll pay you a certain amount of money, you know, like maybe you should do like Jenny Craig or something like that. And one, I was like, this is fucked up. Two, she has no idea I'm pregnant. And three, like this, like I never want to have this type of conversation with her again, you know, like I cannot believe this is happening. And I remember telling her in that moment, like, well, I can't do that because I am pregnant, you know, and that's kind of like how I, I told her. And I think I tried to like brush that off, you know, because like there was like this excitement of being pregnant, you know, now, um, again, and, and then I remember I was in the shower a few months ago thinking about like how I've set this intention for like body reconnection and not in the sense to like lose weight, but in the sense to like deeply connect to my body. And that came up as a thing, you know, and I was like, oh my God, like I didn't realize like I was still like holding on to that. Um, so my parents for the most part have always like said I was like beautiful and, you know, they were very positive about those things growing up. But both of them did comment on my weight and then my grandmother as well. Um, She was always one to point out when someone um, didn't look, you know, skinny or wasn't skinny. And I had two cousins that I grew up with who are very skinny. And even to this day, um, we'll be in a group chat and one of them will say like, oh my God, I gained 10 pounds and this is, you know, like nothing looks good on me. And I'm like, I probably have 50 pounds on me, you know, but I'm not like, you know, like it's not, it's not a stress to me at all or anything, you know, and I always think like, wow, you know, like, but I also know like kind of the environment they grew up in to my uncle, he always would comment on weight, both of my uncles would like women had to be super skinny. Um, so that was like another thing. But my mom, I think because she was more curvy, um, like, and having just brothers, like, I'm sure it affected her to some extent, um, but I think that's, that was a thing, too, for her, where she's always really carried herself, at least in my eyes, like, beautifully, like, in how she dresses and all of that, you know, so I am grateful for that, but I do remember when she tried to pay me to lose to lose weight. My goodness. It sounds so crazy. Like I would never, never think to do that, you know, like to my daughters. But when you've grown up with someone that was very like vain and into looks and appearances, like my grandmother, I mean, what do you expect? Like some of that will come out. Um, so with all of this, you know, it's, you know, this journey and how much we affect one another at such a young age where we don't realize maybe making fun of them. And I think as an adult too, like, um, one of my sisters is very much, um, one of the people that would always comment on my skin color. But then I remember like, when I was in high school, she would tan a lot. She would go tanning. So she was trying to be darker. And I remember kind of like not saying anything at that time, but like in my mind, like I would go to the tanning shop with her and it didn't make sense. 
Like I thought dark skin was ugly, but why do you want it? You know? And then, um, it was, it's, I, then I remember as I got older and I started to speak up more, like kind of saying like, it's kind of fucked up, you know, like here you've talked shit my whole life about my skin color, but then like, that's something you have wanted or would go have or spray tan and go to tanning beds. Like it, it, it didn't make sense to me because of how much, and maybe she didn't recognize like how much I carried and even like it was embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. Like in school, like being called Michael Jackson and having green boobs and all of that. And I think by that point in time, because of like the molestation, everything, I'd shut myself down to really trusting anybody. Like my mom, my sister, my dad, like nobody. Like it was just like nobody um really cares for like my well-being of like the inner parts of me um and so yeah I remember just like starting to kind of like call it out and like I don't really remember her response to it or she maybe she'd like laugh it off or you know we would all kind of like laugh it off um but like for me it's like no seriously though like why um so this journey for me has been quite tumultuous because I've really seen like what it's like to be like broken down, you know, and I don't necessarily feel like it was like malicious ever. You know, I, I, I think kids will be kids and, you know, when you know better, you do better. Um, sometimes, you know, there's still like judgments and comments about, you know, other things and other people in our family and all that, but you know, as far as like my home here and how we raise our children, like I, even with my husband, like I'm always telling him like, just be mindful of like what you say to your daughters and how you say them because, um, you just never know what they experience at school or what they're insecure about or self-conscious about. And we never want to like add to that. And I think like, for me, like, especially like my self-love retreats that I, I have for women, like, the physical body and like how it is seen and celebrated and viewed and shown and everything experience it experiences like is so sacred and magical and I will say that where I'm at now like in my life when I look through my camera reel and I see like selfies of me or I see pictures of me um I really tell myself, like, you are so beautiful. Like, I'm really pretty, you know? Like, and I love that. I love that. And I wish that for everyone. I wish that for my children. I wish that for my nieces. I wish that for my sisters, my mother, um, my cousins, my friends, my clients, like everyone. I wish, you know, that for everyone to to see like their their beauty like not just what's on the outside but like what's on the inside and I know everybody has their own story to beauty and I know that you know there's some people that don't there's some people that 
have always loved themselves and have celebrated themselves. And oh my God, that's so amazing. But for the most part, most people that I have encountered this far in my life have a tight, uh, you know, a story or a feeling, um, an insecurity, a negative outlook on themselves. And I really hope that your journey to self-love, to beauty, um, whatever that is, and I think maybe I'm going to title it different. Now that I'm at the end of this, um, at the end of this audio, um, it's the journey to self-love because that's essentially like what it is. You know, that unconditional like acceptance of self and, you know, who you are, what you have, you know, all the things that make you uniquely you and everyone should celebrate that. Um, so I think that those are my thoughts and my my feelings around this particular topic and how I've experienced self-love and beauty, you know, in my, in my own life, um, currently, you know, in the past and all of that. And essentially like what my, my wish for you as a listener is. And I think this applies to men too. Men can be broken down just as much as women can. Um, in this exact topic as well. So thank you all for listening. And, you know, always I say, you know, if something resonated with you and you want to reach out, please, I love to hear your stories and, you know, how it's moved and affected you. I've loved so far, like getting to hear some of your guys' stories and how you've resonated with some of the prior podcast episodes and, um, it's no different here. So I am sending you all so much love, so much love, so much light, peace, healing. Um, and yeah, until next time.